around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello there. Thank you very much, the legendary John Bon Jovial. So great to be here, and welcome to all our listeners around the world, and of course, uh, particularly those in Rochester, New York, who pick us up over FM 106.3 WRFZ, Rochester Free Radio, the FM station in Rochester, beautiful upstate New York. John Bon Jovial, how are things with you this week? Oh, everything is fabulously ducky. I am still stuffed from Thanksgiving, and uh, it was a peaceful weekend with friends and family, a lot of football, uh, even though I know it was a few days ago. I'm, you know, we're, st- we're still eating the leftovers. Hey, I know the feeling. Yeah, that, that's one of the great things about Thanksgiving. You can enjoy it for days afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we have been, too. How about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Exactly the same. It's uh, pretty much the same. Uh, A lot of football, too much food, uh, you know, good friends and family, the usual, and uh, enjoying uh, the leftovers still. Uh, Although when listeners listen to this show a few weeks or months down the road, when we say we're still enjoying Thanksgiving, we're talking about a few days after not weeks and months later. <laughs> yeah, the food might be a little rancid three weeks from Yeah, now. that would that would be a little <laughs> awkward. But, <laughs> but hey, this just, is where you never know. <laughs> Listen, folks, you know you're welcome back here at the show that is always an award show because there are so many anyway. And if you don't believe me, just hang around a couple of more months when they really set in. And so we just decided we'd make every show an award show and we'd let you and our guests Pick the awards, not only the winners, but the awards. So if you know someone or something incredibly great or incredibly stupid, you think they deserve an award, you give us a call. Well, actually, don't call us. Give us an email. Write us at david at thedavidbowersawards.com. I'm sorry, thedavidbowers.com. I got that one. We got one extra word in there. If you put the awards in there, it won't work. It's david at thedavidbowers.com. Also, we want to say a shout-out to our friends at Titty Bingo, our house band, who provide us with our theme music. Be sure and check out their music, their website, tittybingo.com, their newest CD, Rock and Roll, which is available right now. And I, uh, I spoke with the guys here uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, we are going to have uh, their fabulous producer, Rob Fraboni, is going to be coming on with us in the not-too-far-distant future, probably right after the first of the year. Uh, here's a man who has produced some of the biggies and has a an amazingly uh, amazing sound that he has created. It's it's kind of the easiest way to explain is is it's kind of like a live sound on a recording. That's about the only way I can put it into words. So if you missed him the last time he was on our show a year or two ago. Uh, You'll want to hear what he has to say, because I understand he's been doing a lot of interesting stuff. He's going to have a lot to talk about. And, of course, the boys in the band will be back sometime. I think it's going to be around March. They've got a a new release coming out. They're going to come on the show and debut it right here on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovial, over to you. 
Yes, sir. Well, okay, folks. You know, we've got some really cool things coming up in this hour on the David Bowers Awards. We're going to rock the house. Uh, we've got a couple of guys uh, coming on, um, John Ginty and Astor Phoenix, and uh, they're going to uh, tell us about their music and their muse and uh, the things that they like to do in life. And we're going to be featuring their music right here on the David Bowers Awards. We've also got a lot of other music coming up. We're going to be playing uh, a band uh, called uh, Spirit Cry. And uh, we've got another one, Big City Indians, in our continuing effort to honor Native Americans in this merry month of uh, November and uh, continuing into early December. And uh, that's what's uh, coming up uh, this hour on the David Bowers Awards. Very good. Thank you, John Bon Jovial. And you're absolutely right. This will be uh, the final installment in our month-long tribute to our Native American brothers and sisters and their music, because November is Native American Heritage Month, and we carried it over this one extra week, uh, because last week's show was our Grammy Award hopefuls show, and we weren't able to squeeze in uh, the Native American music, so we just held it over for another week. want to remind you that there is a tremendous two-album set, two set of Native American music from the Native American Music Awards, the 2016 NAMI Awards. The winners, all the nominees, there's over 40 tracks on the two, and the best part is it's absolutely free. Now, they have all genres of music. They have Native American. They have uh, spoken word. They have rock and roll. They have blues, country, all kinds of music up for awards at the Native American Music Awards. And we are playing just a few tracks of there. But there are over 40 on the two-album set, and you can get them all free simply by going to NativeAmericanMusicAwards.com. Simple and easy as that. Go to NativeAmericanMusicAwards.com. You can read all about it. You can download both albums and a bonus track absolutely free. And we're going to give you a couple of samples right now, as John Bon Jovial mentioned. One of the groups is a group called Spirit Cry. They're from Oklahoma. They uh, are the NAMI Native American Music Award winner for Best Rock Recording. And in 2014, they were entered in a June Jams American Indie Music Awards by Native Trailblazers radio show, where they tied for fourth place in the Native-influenced rock category. And their flute artist, an amazing flutist, Sean Joseph, won second place in the... Uh, well, in the solo artist category, okay? Uh, you can find... Uh, you can find them at Reverb Nation slash Spirit Cry and on Facebook at Spirit Cry Band. Okay, Facebook.com slash Spirit Cry Band. So here they are, without any further ado, the group from Oklahoma, Spirit Cry, and a song called Idle No More. <laughs>
Idle No More. That's Spirit Cry from Oklahoma. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the movement, Idle No More is an ongoing grassroots protest movement founded in December of 2012 by four women, three First Nations women and one non-native ally. So there you know the history and the meaning of the song Idle No More. Our second preview song also from the NAMI Awards and the beautiful double album by the, uh, by the NAMI Award artist is by a group known as Big City Indians. Big City Indians started in 1997 with uh, quite an intention. They perfected a unique musical hybrid that merged contemporary rock music, roots, pop, and folk with an earthy Native American flavor. Now, this resulted in a rock band producing soulful songs and focusing on world music. Big City Indians, very special and outstanding blend of global and Western-style music, also attracted the attention of the music industry. The band has garnered international awards, six Silver Arrow Awards, and three Native American Music Awards in the U.S., including Best Group of the Year. You can find them online at BigCityIndians.com, ReverbNation slash BigCityIndians, and Facebook.com slash Big City Indians. Here they are now. Big City Indians. It's called Breath of Water.
Breath of Water by Big City Indians. And there you have it. Uh, two more Native American new indie releases for you. Those both from the Native American Music Awards, the 2016 NAMIs. And uh, you can get those and over 40 others uh, for free by going to NativeAmericanMusicAwards.com. John Bon Jovial, you have a message for us. A uh, message of dire importance. Uh, we just make it short, sweet, and to the point. We want to thank the people that help us out here, that underwrite us here at the David Bowers Awards, a group of people known as Computer Help USA. Uh, Computer Help USA is a technology firm that is located in Naples, Florida, but just because they're in Naples doesn't mean they can't help you out if you're in California or Calgary, Alberta. Uh, or uh, even uh, down in Mexico City. Uh, we can uh, help you through the Internet with your computer problems, Computer Help USA. Helping secure the David Bowers Awards for over 15 years, and uh, Computer Help USA can help you too. They're good people to know. Give them a call at area code 239-596-6112. You can find uh, uh, Computer Help USA on the Internet at www comphelpusa.com, or, of course, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. David? Great people. Computer Help USA, they have really, they've really stood in there for us, and I've been using their services for um, probably, what, uh, over 15 years, uh, probably pretty yeah, close to 20 at years least, now. At least 15, you know. yeah, yeah. Good people. And speaking of good people, we're moving right along now to our first guest of the day. Uh, let's uh, bring the young lady in and welcome her to the show. We're going to be holding Rockstar 101 class. This is a periodic feature of the David Bowers Awards, in wherein we have someone professional from the music industry come in and discuss what it takes to make a career in music. And today's guest is... The Fairy Rock Mother, Kiki Plesha. Come on in, Kiki. Welcome aboard. Avon calling. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? You almost had me on that one, but I didn't hear the ding dong, so I knew. Hey, We're doing fine. Ding-dong. <laughs> now wait, I wasn't calling you a ding dong. I just said we didn't hear the ding dong. That was not necessarily a personal <laughs> reference, but uh, I'd ask you how oh, you're doing, ding, but it's but obvious. It's just- it's obvious it's you're doing great. To be back. <laughs> now, Kiki, you know my sense of you know my sense of humor by now. Absolutely, and if I had any sense, I'd leave it alone. But hey, that's another story. <laughs> Kiki, for our oh, listeners who are you've been talking to my ex-husband again. Yes, class <laughs> is in fashion, definitely. And from what I understand, is what what we're going to be talking about today is um, that age-old question. Uh, not chicken and the egg, but how to succeed in the music industry and how to position yourself to have a viable career. Exactly, and uh, the floor is yours. Carry on. Uh, oh my class- God. Well, first of all, if I had if I had all the answers to that, I'd be uh, a much richer fairy and wear a larger tiara than I already do. But I can tell you this, I I do take a different approach as I think like a publicist. And everything to me is about the hype. Perception is reality. And it's about the message that you present and how how you package that and position yourself for success. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, because we don't have a lot of time today, and I could talk for hours on this. Um, there are several things that every single artist needs to have in their arsenal. The first thing I need to preface this by saying, you need to invest in your own career. There is no big limousine that's going to pull up while you're standing on a corner with your guitar playing to the masses where there's a record executive with a check for $100,000 ready to hand it to you because you're so awesome. That's the reality check. Talent is everywhere. See, it takes more than talent today. And the music industry has changed so much. It's tougher than ever with the introduction of the Internet because now you can reach the entire world. But guess what? So can everybody else. So with that in mind, and knowing that nothing is free in this industry, the mindset is you need to send a message that you believe in yourself enough to invest in your own career because nobody else is going to do it for you. It's business 101. It's like having a family business. You open a family restaurant. You've got to buy all these things to invest in your career, and you hope you turn a profit. It's even tougher in the music industry. But we're going to jump right into my suggestions on what every band that's career-minded needs to have in their arsenal. Number one, please get yourself a logo people can read. And metal bands, are, and I love my metal brothers and sisters, are especially guilty of this. They want all that blood dripping with the logo. Meanwhile, you can't read it. A logo should be simple, to the point, read from a distance to put it on your merchandise so people know exactly who you are. It's a viable part of the branding. Number one, logo. Number two, and you would think this would be a given, professionally recorded music. If I can hear the hot water tank turn on in your basement, that's not it. You wouldn't believe some of the tracks I get, you're supposed to be putting your best foot forward, and I get 5,000 submissions a month. So I don't have a lot of time. Usually within 20 to 30 seconds, I can hear if this person is career-minded or not. So if you can hear that hot water tank turn on, uh, access denied. Number three, a commercial, high-quality video, a must, must have. So many artists don't have this. Now, a more affordable way to do it is to do a live performance video. Storyline videos are much more expensive. However, a live performance video does not mean that the wifey of the bass player is holding her cell phone, catching your latest rendition of Proud Mary at the VFW Hall Spaghetti Dinner to benefit Uncle Ray Ray, <laughs> while some kid is sliding across his knees on the floor and Auntie Lulu is twerking to the camera. No. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking investing in a videographer that's going to come in and shoot your video. I can't stress this enough. So many people that apply to the magazine, I can't do anything with them because we don't have a video. We are an interactive publication. You need to have a video. Let's take a look. See, number three, a website. You should not have Facebook be your website. You should not have Reverb Nation be your website. You need a professional website. That tells people you are a professional, you invest in your own career, and everything is housed in a professional way. And by the way, get somebody to spell check. I see a lot of websites that have so many misspellings, and talent buyers and such kind of tune out when they see that. It just shows that you don't have your act together. So simple things like spell checking. 
okay? Photography. You need a photographer, high-resolution, 300 DPI and up photography. How are you going to make posters? How are you going to get the media to represent you and put you in their magazine or in the newspaper if you don't have great stock photography? Again, it sends a message of professionalism. Get yourself an email that doesn't end in Yahoo, Gmail, Hotmail. This sends a message that you are not transient. You're sticking around. You've invested in a website. You've invested in an email. So it's just, it's just a, a more professional type way to correspond with people. You're a business person. Get your business cards. Treat this like you are in business and you are the CEO of your own company. Again, that sends a message. Let's see. A one sheet. A lot of people, in fact, today, a band came to me and said, Kiki, what's a one sheet? Not to be confused with a onesie. That's something different. A one sheet is everything in what it says, one sheet, all your personal, your pertinent information. When you're emailing talent buyers, media, and such, it's a hard copy. It should be worked into the body of your email, never attached. Nobody's going to download anything, open attachments because they could get viruses. Make it easy on them. People are lazy and they don't have a lot of time. So get yourself a one sheet. If you don't know what it is, Google's your best friend. Go out and Google it and you'll see great examples of a one sheet. Every artist should have one. Which brings me to an EPK, which is not a pregnancy test. <laughs> so many artists are, say to me, what is an EPK? Although many artists you know, need pregnancy tests on a regular basis, but that's another story for another day. An EPK is an electronic press kit. And think of that as your resume. And you want to put all the information in there. And this, again, is for media, talent buyers. It's your calling card. It's your resume. Um, there's many ways to do it. Reverb Nation does offer a really nice EPK. For the artists I represent, I design them their own EPK, which is separate and apart from your website. So that's something else that you're going to need. Social media. And here's where I hear the audible groan. So many artists, and especially those of, let's just say, a certain age, like a certain fairy, they just are not embracing social media. Come into the millennium gently with me and understand that social media is here to stay. It is a necessary evil. You should have Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And let me tell you something. Talent buyers that I deal with every day, I can hear their fat fingers moving across the keyboard. As soon as I tell them who the artist or the band is, they're on and they're looking at Facebook. And it's very hard for me to convince them that this is the next big thing when they only have 300 likes on Facebook. As a matter of fact, they have a whole formula where they look at your Facebook likes and they can figure out how many people are going to attend your show. It's true. It's very, very important. You need to be working at social media every single day. And of course, merchandise. There's not many ways to make money anymore in the music industry. You're not going to do it through music sales for the most part. It's very difficult to make money on digital downloads. So there's two ways, gigging and selling merchandise. CDs, physical CDs, are now becoming glorified autograph holders. They're a takeaway at your shows. It's very difficult and very expensive to do physical distribution. So you need to have your merchandise. You need to sell it at every single show. It's an income for you. So please do that. Invest in merchandise. And guys, of course, radio airplay. Get some. you got to do it the old-fashioned way. You're not going to get on FM 
as an independent artist, at least not to start. That's held by Billboard artists. You need to go after wonderful radio stations like your station and so many out there that care about independent artists. And you've got to do it the old-fashioned way. You've got to look for them, and you've got to submit to them. And by the way, follow their rules. Label your songs. Tag your music. Don't have your music called track one. And you guys know what I'm talking about. When you receive track one, gosh, that's a popular name for songs these days. Track one, track two, track three. Not much you can do with them. So be mindful of what their rules are. And those are the things off the top of my tiara that I can tell you that every artist needs in their arsenal. Very nicely packaged, Kiki. Thank you very much. And I know John Bon Jovial is sitting there anxiously awaiting uh, his opportunity to ask a question. John Bon Jovial. Okay, I see he's uh, he's tied Asleep? up in the studio. No, he's he's tied up answering the phone call, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, probably got our next guest on the phone. We're going to have to get him in here. But uh, before we let you go, and while he's occupied, otherwise, uh, I was going to do this at the beginning. But we were having so much fun, I didn't get to it. Uh, for those uh, of our listeners who are not familiar with you and all the things that you're into, kind of encapsulate what makes you a professional in the music business. Well, uh, again, I'm going to have to tell you how many years, and then I'm going to have to kill you. I have over 40 (laughs) years in the industry. I have worked not only as an artist, which I first stepped on the stage at the age of four. I come from a very musical family. Um, I went to work for a late-night talk show host who happens to go by the last name of Carson, and I worked in marketing and advertising for Mr. Carson, and then I parlayed that into a career as a publicist. I've been A&R for a label. I own Ion Indie Magazine and have a staff of 16 journalists that report on the music industry. I have my own business called Rock Mother Promotions, where I offer many of these things that artists actually need. Um, I've worked in a, as a talent agent and in the booking industry, and right now I'm um, working on two tours for two separate artists. And other than that, I'm not busy at all. And a sneak preview for our listeners. Uh, I, I'm led to believe that there's a good chance that uh, one of those artists you're uh, booking a tour for is going to be a guest of ours shortly after the first of the year. Yeah, yeah she'd love to. I've already told her she's very excited. Fantastic. We're looking forward to it. And uh, for our listeners, give, give them the name. Her name is Ashley Wineland. She's an official CMT artist, and uh, we expect her this week to break 100,000 followers on Facebook. Not too shabby. She's only 18 years old. Fantastic. We look forward to having Ashley join us, and let's try again to uh, see if we can get John Bon Jovial in here, because I know he had a question for you. John? Yes, I am here. I am here. well, I'll just, you know, you had mentioned, uh, Kiki, uh, just a few minutes ago, you know, the website, and that you have to have your own website, which, of course, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it just, it, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. Uh, but uh, you are, are you still, though, encouraging, in addition to their website, are you still encouraging them to be on places like CD Baby and Reverb Nation and, uh, and, and some of the other uh, promotional sites out there that are pushing indie music? 
Well, you got to take each one by face value and really do your research and see what value does this bring. For instance, Ashley's not on Reverb Nation anymore. It's no slam to Reverb Nation. I, I love my friends at Reverb Nation. I have a partnership with them, with the magazine. But she prefers to funnel her business through her website. So she's kind of reduced on where she or her presence is. She doesn't want to water it down because it confuses the issue. However, social media is where you really do need to be. Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Um, Reverb Nation does offer a very good EPK, and it's very affordable, and I applaud them for that, is that they're, they're providing an affordable way for artists that perhaps, you know, face it, they're not known for rolling in dough. You know, artists are usually broke as a joke, and, you know, they can't afford all these things. I'm just giving the information. Reverb Nation does offer a great platform for them, and most of their things are free. So you know, I hope that sort of answered your question. Yeah, oh, yeah, a a absolutely. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, we see the importance of social media. Uh, some, you know, my own personal opinion, uh, I think that there are some that are probably more valuable than others, but that's yeah. a discussion for another day. But, uh, yeah, it seems to me that to have uh, your, your own website to promote your band, for, yeah. you know, for example, if you want to find out what's going on with Los Lobos, you know, you, would, you can go to mm -hmm. Facebook, you can go to uh, Twitter. But, I mean, really, to me, and maybe it's because I'm a, I'm a dinosaur, I'm a baby boomer, uh, <laughs> that, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to LosLobos.com to find out when they're touring. Yeah. And that would be the first thing that, that I think of before going to uh, social media. Anyway, and you uh, CD Baby. I, I, I got to tell you, CD Baby does offer a distribution of your music. Make sure your music is professionally distributed, not just download selling on, on your, your, your website. And that's another discussion for another day. But and yeah, you should definitely. We should definitely have you come back on another day for another discussion because this is uh, this has really been invaluable. You've crammed an awful lot into a short period of time, and we thank you so very much, Kiki. Before we let you leave, real quickly here, in about 30 seconds we have left, tell the people how they can find you. Um, well, you can talk to my parole officer, or you can find um, Ion Indie Magazine at www.ionindiemagazine.com. You can find the Fairy Rock Mother on Facebook, um, www.facebook.com, the Fairy Rock Mother Kiki Plesha. And I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm watching. And I'm if afraid. any of you should have any questions about how to contact her, if you... And, you know, if you suddenly forgot to write it down or note it on your notepad or log it in your computer, whatever, give us a, give us a call. I'll write us a line here at david at thedavidbauer.com, and I'll be me. happy to. You can Google I'll be me. Happy I'm, to. I'm a publicist. Yeah, you can find and my information anywhere. There you go. You can also Google Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> thank you guys hey thank My you pleasure. we look forward to you next time and we look forward to talking to you about some of your artists too thanks again Kiki Pleasure. very good thank you guys talk to you bye bye, bye, -bye. Right. good talking to you John Bon Jovial I think we should move right along because I understand you have our next guest waiting in the green room for us 
I just, we've got John Ginty and Aster Phoenix uh, waiting for us patiently as we speak. So uh, without further ado, uh, I think you should introduce their first song, don't you? Well, I'm going to do that right now. Thank you very much. Our first track is a track that uh, John Ginty did uh, some time ago with uh, the famous, uh, famous hipster and uh, rap artist Redman. We're going to play it for you right now. It's called Frito. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the beautiful sounds of Redman and Mr. John Ginty. Can we get a soul clap for these two? As we present to you, Fredo, let your mind, your heart, and your soul be free. Let's go! I tell you, baby. Now, red man, I'm a boss. I make the payroll. Godfather, cigar in the mouth. I need for Wago. Medallions on the cable. Every neighborhood has a Fredo. That's why I keep the hammer better. Lay low. Yeah, what happened to family first like the old days? The world is full of backstabbers. Ask the Oak Jays. Watch your family. Make your money. Keep it moving. And I'll copy that with John Guinea. Give it to him. Let's go. Tell you, baby. 
John Kenny. Smells so beautiful, don't you agree? <laughs> All right, let's give him another solo clap. <laughs> right now, John Ginty and our guests are standing by in the green room. Let's bring them on in right now and talk to the both of them. And uh, we're going to, uh, by virtue of the order of the music, we're, we're going to violate one age-old uh, law. We are going to uh, we are going to talk with the with the guy before the ladies. This one time we're going to avoid the ladies gentlemen bit, but uh, we're going to introduce them in the proper orders. Okay. So first off, want to welcome aboard Aster Phoenix. Aster, are you there? Hey, how are you? Doing fine, thank you. <laughs> welcome aboard, John Ginty. Are you also with us? I am here. What's happening, man? Hey, you are. Thank you both so much for being here with us today. And uh, thank you, first off, for that, uh, that fantastic track from uh, Out of the Past. How long ago did you do that uh, track with Redman, John? Oh, let's see. That was uh, about two years ago now that we uh, started making that record. And um, that track actually uh, appears twice on the record. We did it as just an organ instrumental at first. And then uh, Redman came to the studio and he heard what we were up to, and we decided to collaborate on something. So, um, yeah, he wrote he wrote all the verses for that, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool, straight up collaboration between hip hop and blues. You know, it is, and that's one thing I've noticed in your uh, in your work that I've listened to. Uh, you do tend, and I love this. Anyone who knows me personally will tell you that I love the idea of uh, crossing genres when you can actually do it. Not just mixing them up for the sake of mixing them up, but uh, to actually be able to jump across genres. Uh, tell us, our, our listeners who are not familiar with your work or may not be as familiar as we'd like them to be, uh, tell us a little bit about your history, what got you to where you are today, because I know you have worked with some of the, uh, well, you've worked with some of the biggest names in the business uh, after Family Band, you worked with the Allman Brothers, Santana, Government Mule, Bob Muir. Uh, go ahead, tell us about it. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff on there, man. I'm definitely crossing crossing genres and crossing time zones and crossing all types of stuff. I mean, even you know, right after I did that track with Redman, I started uh, a world tour with the Dixie Chicks. So I was, right. you know, I've been spreading it wide, just 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 doing a lot of different c- kinds of music, but. I started kind of like in the jam band blues world is where I started off. and I was lucky enough to meet Warren Haynes when I was young. and It was 1994, and I was playing a club called The Wetlands in New York City. And um, he introduced me to a lot of people, and we stayed friends over the years. And It's led to a lot of cool uh, moments, man, a lot of cool sit-ins, a lot of cool sessions, 
a lot of cool tours. You know, I've toured uh, I've toured the world with everybody from Jewel and and the Dixie Chicks to uh, like you mentioned Robert Randolph and the Family Band and Citizen Cope and uh, yeah, Cope and I had a track on a, a Santana record and I got to do some touring with him. So it's been great, man. I've been all over the place as a as a session guy, but just in the past couple of years, been digging in and doing my own records and really focusing them on, on the Hammond B3, which is my main instrument. I play all keyboards, but that's my main that's my main instrument. So all the records kind of focus in on that, and, you know, I really dig writing songs. I have a great time writing songs. So, you know, it's it's been the best of both worlds for me. I can go out and support other artists to play their material and be the best session guy I can be, and then I can come home and write songs and make my own records, man. So... Uh, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm lucky, and um, you know every day is a great day. And you sure do the job. Uh, that's some. Uh, we, we were commenting, John Bon Jovial and I, back uh, off screen there uh, during the uh, during the track we just played with uh, Redman. That uh, the instrumentation, especially with the organ work, is just. Uh, far superior than your average hip-hop song and uh it was it, it was really neat to listen into get into the uh the music behind the uh, the rap lines john yeah, yeah the uh it, uh no no man i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off you go ahead oh no no it's you know what it was the same for me because i'm a fan of hip-hop i've always listened to hip-hop and i've loved rap man since i was in high school um and i love what he does with Method Man, and I love Wu-Tang Clan, and I listened to all that stuff, but I'll tell you, it was enlightening to me, and it was it was wild to see him do his thing, because I've been making records like this for a long time, so I know how it goes on my end, but when he wanted to write something to it, I thought, okay, well, you're just going to come in, and we'll put up a mic, and he, he goes, and he does the verse. No. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> There was like 12 tracks of stuff there. There was all these little backgrounds and stuff that he would double and little sound effects that he put in it and spots where he wanted me to mute the track and mute the drums and mute the organ. So it was like a it was a huge education for me, too, to see how real hip-hop gets made. And I think, yeah, it was definitely a blast for him to be able to rap over, you know, something that felt great that wasn't a loop that was actually you know guys in a room playing playing instruments so um and we did a lot too he came out to a show and he sat in with the band and we did a lot and it was a gas man there's there's a lot more we have a lot more in common than people might think you know you know listening to the uh, the first song that we just played i mean that that hammond b3 organ is quite evident and it's just an absolutely marvelous instrument uh, so I, I compliment you or commend you for using it well or using it wisely. It seems like you do. But, you know, the question, I have a question, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to rephrase it a little bit. Usually I'll uh, talk to one of our guests and, and I'll say, who inspires you? Who is your muse? But I, I want to kind of reverse that around. And, 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 and I don't know if this is a self-serving question on your part or the answer that you're going to give me, but who do you inspire? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Who do I inspire? Well, you know, I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of my heroes in, in this business and, you know, sitting on a bench with Greg Allman or... or being in a, a session with, with Ben Montench, and Ben Mont is, is the, 
for those who don't know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers organ player. He's on thousands of your favorite records that you didn't realize it was him playing piano and organ on there. So I got to meet him in a session once in L.A., and I was like, man, it's such an honor to meet you. You know, you're such a huge inspiration to me. And he said, I'm sorry, what's your name? And I said, uh, John. I said, John Ginty. And he said, Ginty? Right, man. He's like, I've been stealing your licks for years, brother. And I was now, that's like, nice. That's got, nice. That really is. So you really don't know, like, who's listening out there and who's being inspired. As far as, like, other players and stuff, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure that I inspire a lot of organists. Maybe uh, time will tell, I guess. There's a lot more of us now running around than there used to be. But, you know, like, it's funny because when people ask me that question, who am I inspired by, what, who, do, who are my influences, you know, I don't really have many because I chose early on to not listen to Jimmy Smith records or Joey D records or, you know, like I know who those cats are and all due respect. And, and and I have heard the, the records, but I don't study them and I don't aspire to be them because the Hammond organ is such a personal instrument that I feel like if I'm influenced by those people, I'm going to sound like those people, and I'd rather sound like me, you know. And you definitely make it your own, but I know one person that you have uh, definitely impressed, and she's patiently sitting there waiting for her chance to talk. Aster Phoenix, tell us about your impressions of John Ginty. Oh, I was the poor guy when I first met him. We, uh, my band had opened for him, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I'm just going to fan girl you for like 20 minutes before we go on. <laughs> it's just, um, it's unreal to sit here a year later from where we were, and you know, he's he's a friend. He's he's part of my family, and uh, to to go from fan girling the guy to sitting here next to him, you know, working on an album is something that's absolutely incredible and a complete dream come true. Well, I know I had a, uh, I have a whole bunch of notes and questions I was going to ask you, and naturally we're not going to have time for all of my big mouth run-ons. So tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about your history. Now, I know you're a New Jersey girl. How did you, how did you come up through to where you are today? I just I started out playing literally local coffee shops and then worked my way through Asbury, played the Wonder Bar, the Stone Pony Convention Hall, uh, started playing New York City, uh, traveling around, um, you know, just kind of played any gig I could take and, and did anything that I could do to kind of get my music out there. And, and luckily, um, our paths had collided at the Wonder Bar. Um, actually we kind of had a, a mutual friend, Ben Elliott, who's producing our album now, uh, Showplace. So that kind of got the connection going. And, um, yeah, we're, we're planning on writing history here. Well, you're off to a good start. Tell us, uh, tell us, if you will, quickly here about this next track we're going to play, which I understand is your first featured track with John. It is, Lucky 13 is just this high-energy, high-speed, in-your-face, raw, full of emotion sort of a track that just it'll take you everywhere that you want to go. And it definitely does that. I love listening to it. Uh, and uh, you, you're singing John's instrumentation and arranging. Uh, it's just a, I think, a real winning combina- a combination. You, John? Bon Jovial? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, you know, John, you're a journeyman. I can tell by listening to your music. 
and, uh, and, and Aster, I'm so looking forward to learning more about you and, uh, of course, hoping that both of you will come back when we have more time. But time flies when we're having fun, and unfortunately it has today. <laughs> and be and sure, listeners, listeners be, sure, be sure and look up. Google our guest, John Ginty. Aster Phoenix, learn about them, go to their websites, listen to their music. I think you're going to be downloading a lot of it, and we want you guys to come back again and visit us real soon. As we tell all of our guests here on the David Bowers Awards, once you're on the show, you're family. We've always got a place for you, so if you get a, a new album, a new release coming out, or some other big thing you want to spread the word on, give us a yell. We'll find a place for you on the show. We'll do, and we're going to come see you when we come through town, too, so we can meet you. Fantastic. I would, so like, I would like nothing more. Love to meet you. Love your music. Thank you again. John Ginty and Aster Phoenix, and here is their latest. This is Aster's first release with John Ginty. It's called Lucky 13. Before I go 
this is Michaela, and you're listening to The David Bowers. There you go. John Ginty, Aster Phoenix, Lucky 13. What a sound. I really love that sound. You, John? Oh, man, Get Down, Be Brown. That was great. I loved it. Good, solid sound. I think you're going to be hearing a lot more of that. Thank you, audience, so much for being with us today. Next week, another great show for you. We want to thank our guests today, uh, John Ginty, Aster Phoenix, and, of course, the great, the one and only fairy rock mother, Kiki Pleshop, for Rockstar 101 Artists. Remember, if you want tips on how to make it, what you need to do to make a career in music, go online and go to any any social media site like Twitter or Facebook that uses hashtags and just search hashtag Rockstar 101, you'll find a plethora of tips. All of our tips for what the last three years, I think, uh, will pop up. You'll have a, a bunch of them. If you have a specific question, don't hesitate to drop us a line. David at the David Bowers Awards.com. Artists, be sure and post your upcoming dates. Your show dates, your play dates, your new album releases or single releases, post them to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash thedavidbowers.com. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Okay, the David Bowers Awards is produced by the David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions, and we come to you from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and along the banks of the majestic Colorado River in Bullhead City, Arizona. We are available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, also iTunes, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, etc., ad in Infinitum. Uh, be sure to follow the David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to hear about our next show. Join us next week, please, if you would. We'd appreciate it for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ 106.3 Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio, and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. Greenwich Time for more great indie music and talk with the artists who make it happen. Follow the David Bowers on Blog Talk Radio. Going to remind you about that again. And we really do want to hear your input, so send us an email at uh, david at thedavidbowers.com. Until next week, for the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, Hopalong Sarcassity, and all the other idiots that work here, this is John Von Jovial saying, Happy December, everybody. Don't forget, the fat man's watching, so you better be good. So until then, we will see you next week on the David Bowers Awards.